lot of demands on state tax dollars, and some demands may be more important than others. But we're going to see uh, quite the battle at the Illinois State House for various sectors looking to get some kind of tax dollar appropriation. We've already heard from hotel groups saying they need help. We've heard from others saying, you know, the restaurant industry, they need some more help. But what about those who help individuals with developmental disabilities? They've been calling for more funds for years. Well, how's that call been going? And are we any closer to possibly finding full funding? Joining us now on Springfield's Morning News, I'm Greg Bishop, and Josh Evans is with the Illinois Association of Rehabilitation Facilities, and we've got just a handful of days left for the state legislature. Josh, what do you guys hope to get? Give us an overview here of where we're at right now and where we've come from, uh, if if anywhere at all, when it comes to getting uh, full funding for uh, helping those with uh, with disabilities. Good morning. Hey, Greg, good morning. How are you? Uh, thanks for having me. And, and what I will say is that, you know, year over year, I think we make progress. Um, you know, we had a substantial investment in disability services by our champions in the General Assembly last year um, of around $109 million that went towards uh, investing in uh, a two-year prepared rate study. Uh, but, you know, regrettably, it was below what was called for in that rate study. And so here we are back in uh, the second year of this rate study, so to speak, for uh, looking towards next fiscal year. And we're just trying to work with some of those champions and grow more champions so that we can try to secure uh, full funding of that rate study um, so that uh, persons with disabilities have the supports that they need to live in uh, connected community communities across Illinois. So talk a bit about how those dollars would ultimately be used. And, well, I guess how dollars are used now, but how the increased funding to get to full funding uh, will ultimately help. Sure, sure. So uh, one of the things that's important to understand is, and I think especially in this March, uh, you know, National um, Down Syndrome uh, Day was yesterday. And, you know, in a March that matters where it's a DD Awareness Month is I think a lot of folks don't understand is that in, in order for persons with intellectual developmental disabilities um, you know, to live, recreate, and work in the community, they often need support staff. Um, and uh, support staff are the most important staff uh, that we have in disability services, and they're often called direct support professionals. And one of the things that we have a, a moral, ethical, and legal obligation here in the state of Illinois to do is to ensure that they're making a living wage. And that is where most dollars, when they're invested in disability services, go. They go to the support staff. Uh, that work at provider agencies. And so our effort is geared towards trying to ensure that uh, state funding that pays providers for those services is at least 150% of whatever the local, statewide, or regional minimum wage is. Uh, and in order to get wages up to a living wage, we need to make sure that there are payment rates that support that from the state of Illinois. You know, I think one thing that uh, everybody can agree on is government's there to help those who need the most help uh, and and likely can't help themselves. Uh, and individuals with uh, with disabilities uh, are are just that that group that needs everybody's help. Uh, so we'll uh, watch to see what ultimately happens here. But Josh, there's a lot of competing interests uh, when it comes to state tax dollars. Uh, we've already. Uh, talked a bit about this morning of the four and a half billion dollar unemployment debt and the possibility of using some leftover COVID-19 federal tax funds to pay that down. But the hospital or the rather the hotel groups are looking for some of that. You've got even uh, restaurant groups that are looking for more tax dollars. Uh, are you looking to capture some of that uh, federal leftover funds or are you looking just for a, a dedicated uh, annual regular 
payment because those federal funds are temporary, right? Um, so where are you looking to, to capture these dollars from to, to get to full funding for uh, organizations that help those with, uh, with disabilities? So thanks for that. It's a great question. And, and a couple of responses to that. You know, COVID has taken its toll on so many different economic sectors uh, in, in our entire globe. And we know that, uh, you know, that's, you know, we're all impacted in different ways. Uh, and disability services, you know, we've, you know, it's continued to exacerbate and make more difficult uh, a workforce crisis, make it harder to hire and retain people. One of the things that we do know is that, you know, Illinois is under a federal court-ordered consent decree, uh, which means the state is required to do certain things. Uh, by the courts. And we've been out of compliance with that since 2018. And what is going to be contingent on getting back into compliance is adequately funding rates, according to this Guidehouse rate study, as it was uh, designed and envisioned, uh, not on a longer time frame. So when we talk about resources, I think how we look at things is, um, you know, we look at federal funds, we look at state funds. Disability services is a mix of general revenue funds and Medicaid services. These are ongoing operational costs. So whatever we spend this year, we have to annualize in the next year, et cetera. So I think we look at um, general revenue funds and Medicaid funds to pay for these services. If there are ways that ARPA dollars can be tapped so that uh, we can invest in a service array, you know, we're happy to have those discussions. We're happy to talk with lawmakers about that. But by and large, we need to make it clear these are ongoing expenses that don't just go away. And so, you know, as we invest now, we need to be prepared to invest in the future. Uh, and again, we're, we're out of compliance. We need to get back into compliance. We have a legal, moral, and ethical obligation to fully fund disability services. Uh, and finally, with the state's finances in the best shape they've been in in decades, you know, one of the common arguments against fully investing in our service array is we don't have the resources, but now we do. So let's, uh, let's, let's uh, work together. Let's come up with a path towards full funding. And uh, we look forward to seeing what that looks like and, and how we can grow services in the state of Illinois. We're talking with Josh Evans with the Illinois Association of Rehabilitation Facilities here with Springfield's Morning News. I'm Greg Bishop. Josh, another issue that uh, that came up uh, a couple of weeks ago was uh, some some uh, at home workers, I believe, some some home health care workers. Maybe you have a little bit more detail than I have right now, but they were asking for uh, increased pay uh, and they had uh, the AFSCME Council 31 there with them. Uh, and I think that they were we're looking to tap some of the uh, the extra federal resources. Um, how does that impact your organization when it comes to uh, getting the 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 best, most efficient, and highest quality uh, workers to to work in these in these what can be, I imagine, uh, stressful situations? Yeah, yeah. Thank you for bringing that up. And you know, one of the things that I think we're really proud of in the provider community is our ability to work with organized labor and other groups towards common goals. Uh, you know, this association, uh, coalition efforts, uh, and I believe AFSCME all agree that we should fully fund this rate study, that we need to fully invest in disability services. But we just had some differences, I think, on the execution. You know, we know that overall, I'd say that collective bargaining represents maybe 10 to 12 percent of the entire DSP workforce in the state of Illinois. And they're contending that there are situations where the General Assembly invests dollars that are not invested in the workforce. And I think we have a fundamental disagreement with them on that. Um, you know, they've not shown the data that shows that that's the case. Um, and, you know, they're pushing legislation uh, to that end. And I think where we come at that is it's our understanding that all providers are following uh, the clear intent of the law when it comes to investing in our workforce. And there are matters that complicate that. It's the timing of when funds go out to providers. You have to have money to pay people. Uh, but also, you know, it's important to understand that when you have collective bargaining units, you often have to bargain 
on uh, wages and benefits. Uh, and there are aspects of these wage increases that do come under bargaining when you're in that situation. So, you know, I think that these are differences that are time restricted that will be worked out. Uh, but I think the important thing to take away is that, you know, both labor providers, all groups, we agree at the 30,000 foot level, and that's important. Let's fully fund this rate study. Let's fully fund disability services. And these are things that we can definitely work out. Well, March is Developmental Disabilities Awareness Month and greatly appreciate you, Josh Evans, with the Illinois Association of Rehabilitation Facilities to give us a, a better understanding of some of the demands that there are uh, and the importance of fully funding uh, services for those with uh, with disabilities. Uh, we'll watch what happens in the next uh, handful of days here at the Illinois State House. Greatly appreciate it. And I imagine we'll talk again soon. Thanks, Greg. Thanks for having us.